All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have two guests with us today. We have Jessica and Sarah from LSU, students at LSU, and they are with Dance Marathon of or at LSU, not the other. So how is it? How are things going, Jessica? Uh, things are going pretty well this year. We are just coming back, obviously, after two kind of odd post-COVID years. Um, we're seeing some fundraising and some students get more involved than uh, the past few years, but definitely still in the push for this end of year total. Yeah. And so where you, how do you, how's it feel for you, sir? Um, I think right now we're kind of in the the nitty gritty time um, with event planning and making sure all the logistics are together. So things are pretty intense planning wise, um, super busy, but we're really excited to see the fruition of all of our hard work this year. There we go. So campus is kind of getting back to normal. I was on campus yesterday and I walked in a building. They were like, you don't have to have that on. I was able to take a mask off, you know? And so I was extremely excited. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely feels weird. Uh, The last time we had like a normal-ish year, I was a sophomore and I'm a senior about to graduate in May. So things are, things are different now. Thank you. So, so have you both been a part of Dance Marathon the whole time you've been at LSU or is this, you do, does everybody take rotations or chairs? Um, So I actually haven't. I kind of started untraditionally and came into um, a leadership role my sophomore year and just kind of jumped in uh, full throttle. So not your typical um, pathway, but Jessica has a little bit more of a typical story with Dance Marathon. Yeah, so I actually was a registered participant. There's different levels of uh, participation in our organization. You can just be a fundraiser or you can be on the leadership team or you can kind of lead a team, which is in between. But um, my freshman year, I saw a sign in my dorm hallway near the bathroom that said there was this event called Dance Marathon and I had nothing better to do. So I registered. Um, And then by the end of that event, my freshman year, uh, I was kind of moved and really inspired by the people in the room. So I applied for leadership and kind of worked my way up the ranks, my sophomore, junior, and now senior year. There we go. So let's back everybody up, you know, for a minute on what is Dance Marathon is all over the place. It's not just an LSU thing, different chapters, I guess, at different universities. And you guys put on what's called the big event, which is coming up in less, what, three weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, 18 days or so. 18 days. We're not counting down. (laughs) No clock to worry about. It is 18 days and seven hours and 22 minutes. And let's wrap this up because I got things to do, right? (laughs) Not quite, but getting close to it. Uh, But yeah, we are one of over 400 different university programs, which essentially means every dance marathon raises money for their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. And ours is Our Lady of Lake Children's, which is just about 10, 15 minutes from our campus. Mm -hmm. So how does how does that work? I guess, you know, you've got the big event, April 2nd. Is this a student only or you know, bring your student ID card or, you know, where is it? You know, what's the kind of, what's the rundown? Yeah. So basically for the big event itself, um, it's a community event. So anyone in the community is welcome. Um, we have a suggested donation, but anyone can come and see what we do. 
Um, and we have a total goal that we've released and this year is one of the first years that we've actually like released our goal. Um, but our goal to reach $237,000, um, and that's rounding it out a little bit. We've got some extra numbers in there, but, um, basically to get there throughout the year, we'll do community events, we'll host fundraising campaigns, um, and the big event itself are all huge ways of bringing that money in to be able to um, basically get to that total by the end of the year. So the big event is our main end point to be able to show the community like this is everything that we've done in a year, everything we've accomplished, and we release that number. And then we start it all over and do it again the following year. So. Yeah, and I, I would say I think the main key to understanding kind of what Dance Marathon is and what we're all about is that it's completely student-led. So one of our mottos is this generation fighting for the next. I think a lot of times in like a fundraising and philanthropy space, obviously younger people are kind of overlooked because we don't have expendable incomes or a whole lot of money to donate back when we're, you know, on that college student ramen noodle diet. Um, but what's special about Dance Marathon is all of our fundraising or most of it is actually peer to peer. So our main source of bringing in those donations is by registering students and teaching them how to use their resources and their connections in the world to ask for really small change donations. So it's $2 here, $10 there, and that all adds up to equal, hopefully, that $237,000 number. Um, and so the big event is where all these students get together. If they haven't fundraised a whole lot during the year, we teach them how to in a really fun way. And then we also invite those community partners um, and just sponsors, supporters uh, to come in and see the magic and be a part of that reveal because they're obviously the ones who are supporting us. That's amazing. And we say we're saying the big event and it actually is a big event. This is at the PMAC, right? This isn't, Absolutely. you know, in a hall or, you know, in the lobby at a hotel or something like that. This is the whole PMAC, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We are on the floor. We run out the whole space uh, for those 12 hours. We have a full stage, three screens, surround sound. We have that up top jumbotron going on and we have all of the bleachers pushed in, decorated. There's fundraising walls, there's games, there's food. There's plenty of space to roam. And all of our student participants and their teams are well represented in that space. So it's a really it's a really neat trans, uh, transition of the space. And you only get to see it once a year. Wow. Is that something you would consider family should make the way out and come see it? Would you say family friendly? You know, do you bring the kid, like, leave? Absolutely. Keep the stroller at home, you know, but come, yeah. you know. <laughs> Bring the kids that can walk with you, right? Maybe? Yeah. Or is it, no, bring everybody. So normally we expect about 400 participants to attend the event. Um, and so like we bring in our miracle families. So there's already kids running around. There's families there um, that we have a special connection to. But if anyone were to like bring their kids and everything, that would just escalate the entire event experience not only for them but also for our participants because it really connects that and brings in that family aspect and that's exactly what we want to like get across there we go so tell me a little bit though if we back up just from there for a second to get back to kind of your year to year day to day you know the mission is you guys are planning pretty much almost from like what in april to march of the next year of Here's what we're going to, we're going to set the goals. We're going to come up with numbers. This is the, all the events are, it's like, I guess, you know, here's the money. If we're saying 237 this year, you know, say if we say 250 next year, now you've got to somehow, that's where you guys get into the weeds on, okay, well, how are we going to get to 250? 
you know, and that's where all the events come up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we we say we run a small business. We run a small nonprofit here. Um, and once again, completely led by students. So our leadership team in the summer, right after, they'll do it again for next year, right after we reveal our number in April, they'll start over and they'll set a new goal. Uh, usually it's, we try and be strategic. We try and do some kind of measured number, but an increase. And then we break it apart between, we have what are called push days a couple times a year, which is uh, where we try and concentrate fundraising and give them a, give our participants a specific goal. Cause most of the year it's just like, you can fundraise whenever we like to say, you can jump in, jump out whenever you're busy. We really try and understand like the college lifestyle um, and know that people are not able to fundraise all the time. Um, but yeah, it's we break up that number between those push days. We have different community events. This year we did um, a 5K and a gala. And those were some small scale events uh, leading up to our big event. And then our big event planner actually starts in April and goes until March. And her one job all year is to make sure all of the logistics, all of the details and all of the fundraising plans for April 2nd are figured out. So it's a very sure. long term thing. It sounds like it. And I was just about to say, I was trying to connect the dots. So Jessica, so this is, you've started from freshman to, and now you're senior. So is this, this is the big event, but it's also the big, big event for you, right? I would assume, oh. is this, are you, are you done here? Uh, so. I, I mean, we have an alumni team and I won't put it past them to contact me and try and bring me back. But yeah, this is my last big event. It's, kind of a nice rounding out for me because my freshman year was the last one, the most recent one that was in the PMAC. Uh, the following year we went virtual because uh, it was about three weeks after March 13th, that day that kind of everything shut down. And then last year we were kind of hybrid. So we did shifts and we were actually out of one of the wings of Tiger Stadium because we knew that shifting, we couldn't we wouldn't use all the space in the PMAC. So this is my fourth big event and my first one since freshman year back in the PMAC. So I expect lots of tears from myself. Um, I will be trying to turn away the cameras towards the end. It'll be emotional for sure. Absolutely. And Sarah, isn't this, I was reading, is it, you guys are the largest student led, you know, fundraising group, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a couple other nonprofits on campus, but as far as our size, um, and also I think our, how much we raise every year, it's definitely the biggest on campus. That's awesome. So tell me, is, do you guys find, you know, kind of recruiting and bringing people in? Is it more, it's one of those, like I tell people, you know, it's like, we have a initiative that we, that I'm pretty strong with. It's, you know, we work with literacy. And so when you start talking about like literacy, and kids and helping kids and helping kids learn to read, it's a no brainer, you know, really for a lot of people. They're like, oh, I just wish I would have known. Is that right. kind of the problem where you guys run into where it's like, we don't have a problem recruiting people. We just, once they know the story and what we do, you know, they're on board, but it's, we need to tell the story, you know, is that That's kind of how it works? That is almost exactly hitting it on the head. Cause I think with a name like dance marathon, a lot of, a lot of people will kind of quickly be like, Oh, I can't dance or, Oh, like that doesn't, I can't run a marathon. So we kind of always have to lead with that story. Um, and the concept of a why is something that we also hold really strongly in our organization. It's always, you know, what inspires you to be here? Because we know that college students are busy 
Um, and everything we do is kind of beyond ourselves. It's not something that's required at all. It's just something that you freely choose to give once you get connected to the cause. So um, definitely leading with the story is a big thing. Getting the chance to tell the story uh, is something we have to fight for sometimes, but it's pretty common that once students join us and they actually understand what it's about, they don't usually leave. They're, they're pretty much in it for their next four years. So tell me, is there... It's student-led, but do you have outside, you know, do local businesses get involved in any way? Do, you know, is there help or is it a, hey, we're rolling this thing on our own student, that's it? Yeah, so part of our, like, structure that we have is we have someone that's allocated to secure partnerships with um, people in the community. Um, So throughout the year, we'll work with uh, food vendors or anyone that's willing to hear our story and help us out. Um, We actually just secured um, a partnership with Campus Federal because we align very similarly with like our missions and they really wanna get across the student campus what they wanna talk about, um, but also we want help with them um, and we have the resources to give them what they need. Um, So that alone is our goal with partnerships is seeing how we can do a mutual beneficial relationship. And um, we have people working throughout the year to do that, but we definitely just try and generate those connections with people outside of and in the community all over the place. And, um, but Jessica also helps a lot with partnerships as well. I've kind of been dipping my toes in it, but she can kind of delve into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, just knowing that this is going out to the community, I'd say uh, we have a pretty robust partnership plan and program in place, but finding those connections, especially once again in a post-COVID world when businesses are just starting to be back up in full force and looking to make those tax-deductible donations again, um, we are always looking to partner with different local businesses. The main thing we can provide is a platform and a very specific uh, consumer base or target market, I guess you could say. Um, We have very dedicated followers, most of them college students, alumni and their parents. So uh, if you're ever looking to get into that market, we love to partner with anybody. So tell me this, how can, if somebody's watching and they feel, you know, compelled, you know, like, I can't do the dance marathon, I'm not going to be on my feet for 12 hours running around. Um, I can't make it over. Can they go online and just donate? Or is there ways that they can get in touch with somebody? Because at the end of the day, I call it kind of like, you know, you guys are you're not selling a product. This is donation support, what you're doing. And the donations are not going to you, the students. You guys are just the facilitators, and this is going to the children's hospital. And so it's kind of like I said, kids, literacy, kids, sick kids and hospitals, no brainer for the most part. How can somebody directly get involved and say, I want to get this $20 to you? Because the $20 makes a difference. Like you said, you were doing, you know, 10, two to 10 nobody should be ashamed if they're like, well, I've only got, you know, 20 bucks to, you know, pass over. It's like, it will help because if you can go find a hundred people that can throw $20, you know, into some, it makes, it moves the needle. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I I can say it. Um, But we, during the event, we'll be live streaming. So if they aren't able to make it to the event, they can view that. But we also have a text to donate number. Um, And if you text be our kids, Uh, to 51-555, you're able to make any size donation that you like. 
Um, and we also have resources on our website. So it's www.dmitlsu.org where you can, there's a button right on the first page where you can say donate now. Um, and that brings you through a really easy five minute process of donating. Um, and then we have links literally everywhere. So if you're on our Instagram or our Twitter, um, everything is available. It would seem this, the texting would be good because I'm sure that if we went and I'm sure you guys probably have the, you know, the analytics, you know, the demographics, not necessarily the analytics, but how old is the average person doing? It sounds like it'd be a lot of college kids to where people are like, I don't have any cash. We can text, you know, it's right. makes it easy. And seems like it's the uh, Jeff Bezos model, right? As little friction as possible, you know, and the yeah. deal make it easy you yeah. know, for oh. us to do this. You'll see a main a main way that students bring in donations is we make what's called like Instagram punch cards. So it'll be like this graphic that you just share on your Instagram story. And it has a bunch of circles or what have you that says like $5, $10, $2 and a Venmo link. So a lot of students will just Venmo each other and then they can easily transfer that into their donor drive, which is where we collect donations. And then they'll like put their friend's face on the Instagram uh, story oh, graphic. Yeah. And that is major That's, huge no work at all every college student has venmo we make it as easy as possible that's it's, it's i brought that up to make sure that y'all were making it easy i was at a uh god i go every year i was at a little beach hotel on the beach over in florida and for the first time last year when i was there they got the little live band and the guys or it's a little one-man guy playing a guitar and he had his bucket for tips but he had literally blown up. It was probably a QR code of his Venmo account, probably like two feet. So you could be all the way in the far back. You didn't even have to walk up. You just, from the other side of the bar, you could just hold your phone up and Venmo him money. And I went up to him afterwards. I was like, you've got to be crushing it now that you did that. He goes, I make five times as much in tips since I put the Venmo sign up than I did before. So I was like, you're right. I gave you some money, but I, would, I wouldn't have had any cash to give you. You know, right. so... So it Sarah makes it easy to make it frictionless yeah. for people. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Well, no, I appreciate y'all coming by and kind of spreading the word. We need to get everybody out for April 2nd. Or if you can't get out, you know, and drop off to my bring the kids, do that. But if nothing else, throw a $20 over. It's yeah. going to the right place. It's moving the needle. It's going to make it. It's going to make a difference at the end of the day because that $237,000, that's a lot of money you know, at the end of the day. So I think it's great what you guys are doing. Thank, Thank you so, so much for having us. Yeah, we absolutely. Really yeah, maybe we'll uh, keep in touch. We'll have you come back after it's over with and we'll do kind of a wrap up and see kind of, hey, did we get there? You know, and then maybe we can announce what the goal is going forward and see if we can get a jump start on it once they figure that out. That would be awesome. We'd love to do it. That'd be amazing. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you guys got better things to do than talk to me all day. So I'll let you run and we'll uh, we'll connect again on the next show. Awesome. Uh, hey. Thank you. Thank you.